Games have offered us several lifetimes worth of awesome moments. So much so that you could probably all recall that time when your dad either flipped the Monopoly board or when you beat Halo on Legendary for the first time. What is it that makes these moments in games so groundbreaking? Is it the actual events themselves or does it have something to do with the concepts and mechanics that make those moments possible? We asked ourselves those questions as well, and that's what we want to talk about this week on the Free Play Podcast. You are listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stallcup, Matt Warmbier, and Kate Katawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. nerds my name is Bubba Stallcup Blubba are you kidding me yeah Blubba who, who put Blubba in there <laughs> me I just put which a little which one of you I put the L I just wanted to see if you would read it like that <laughs> I was reading through it like I know what my name is well. but I anyway I'm the chief community nerd here at Love Thy Nerd and you're listening to the free play podcast part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network and joined with me is our chief outreach nerd Matt Warmbier what up and our chief social media nerd, Clay Clatablocky. Hello. Yeah, see, that's what it's like when you put L's and all sorts of stuff in your it name. It feels good. And for the record, I only put one L in your name, well, and you I, added like four. I did go. I went a little overboard. But it's been it's been rough going, so I'm trying to get some. I'm I'm blowing off a little steam here. We have been trying to record this podcast for the last 38 minutes now, and I mean, the audio yeah. and the video on my end has not been cooperating and i'm a little salty about it but hey if you work at discord please contact me bubba at lovethynerd.com and i would love to talk to you about fixing this issue um that is that's kind of like the opposite of a plug isn't it that's like uh that sounds mean that's a little little podcast nerd rage for you um but uh anyway before we get too far along we are going love thy nerd is going to phoenix fan fusion and matt why don't you tell us a little bit about that yeah we're going to phoenix fan fusion it's our next well, I, you have to say trip. more than that i just I already oh, said that the end uh, let's wrap this podcast <laughs> up uh it's our next outreach trip it's may 23rd to the 26th so it's a kind of a longer convention most are three days it's a four-day affair uh and it's sunny blazing hot <laughs> On the sun. In, on, on the, the sun. Phoenix, Arizona. That's like, man, May is going to be roasting. Pack a tank top. Uh, hey, is, is May, is it? Is it like, uh, was it like monsoon season out there in May? I've never been to Arizona. Uh, they get those things called. Uh, Scorpions? Yeah. No, those like, those <laughs> dust thinking of storms. Dust devils? No, they're what? like oh, they have a special Dust word. I'm bulls. googling it right now. It says Arizona like a, like resembles Mars as mile high wall of dust barrels through. So they have stuff like yeah. that. You're thinking of the mummy? No, I'm thinking of Arizona. Yeah. So we want to go to Phoenix Fan Fusion and be the love <laughs> of Jesus to nerds and nerd culture. Uh, we're really just looking for ways to love our nerdy neighbors there, um, and we want you to come with us. Um, right now we have three people signed up. I'm looking for 10 total. Um, if this interests you, I think you, we just, can get there. Yeah. I, I'm, wow. I think it's not one we typically would think to go to, but we really think going to a comic convention, uh, more comic convention, um, is a good idea. Like we don't want to be love thy tabletop games, which we do, but, um, yeah, we do. If you <laughs> love nerds and love comics and love fans and fusions and love the sun, uh, <laughs> you can contact me, Matt, at love that nerd, or you can go to ltn.social backslash Phoenix FF to register. That one just rolls off the tongue. It really does. Or you just contact me. <laughs> yeah, you nice can also find thing. all that information on lovethynerd.com. Um, just go to the outreach tab and it's all there. What's well, lovethynerd.com slash forward back dash okay, whatever. slash up, up, down, down. Yeah. You'll get it. We got, we got all the things. Hey, join us at Phoenix Comic Con. We really, not Comic Con, Phoenix no. Fan Fusion. It should be a Comic Con. It's bro. just not. 
Join us at Phoenix Fan Fusion. We really, really, really want you to be there. And uh, just reach out to all the nerds and the geeks that are going to be there. We have a lot of comic book bros. We've got a podcast that's dedicated specifically to geeky, nerdy comic book things called The Pull List. So help us reach that community. Um, So just contact Matt. Like you said, Matt at lovethynerd.com for more information and to sign up to meet us on that trip. So let's move the show along real quick. What have we been playing? Matt, let's start with you. What? Skip right over Kate. See? Skip right See, I over her. Let's go first. That I is knew not it. true. I checked all the documents from well, last it, maybe you're season, always and listed it said first. this. Maybe you're always I did listed it on purpose, first. though. Who knows? I saw your name and I just swerved it. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Okay. Matt, you're go. <clears throat> well, I'm still in mourning over Horpins. I've been <laughs> just really trying no. to. Power through Red Dead. Um, Loving horsey heaven. And it's been, it's, I can I can tell that I'm getting closer to the end of the game. Um, dude and I are at full full max bond. That's my new horse. <laughs> um, you should have named good. him Dude Bro. Why can you, you describe him? What does he look like? He's he's or black. his name should have been not Horpins. <laughs> That's probably good. Yeah, uh, he has a shorter, regular length black mane with kind of like a. He has like a black face that goes into white, but then back into black, kind of oh. a spade. Like he's like he's pretty. He's got some, you know, some some dots he's on cute. his backside. Yeah. But you know, when you're used to like a horse and its temper- temperament, like dude just like wants to run away from me. Like I'm trying <laughs> to like loot some people that got in my way, and he's like, "Well, I'm gonna go stand over here on the other side of this crest and wait for you there." No, stand right next to me. I've got to hightail it out of here. And he, keep whistling, whistling to him. He just won't get back here. I'm like, and I'm like, is there a snake around here? Is there an alligator? Because I know, like, you know, that spooks people and horses. There's nothing, just nothing. I just feel like I think I'm being haunted in the game. Like, you know, being, try giving him like is, some carrots or apples. I have. I feed that horse so much, but he is still on. Maybe you're not feeding him a balanced like enough diet. What strong. kind of alfalfa are you feeding him? I'm, I'm giving him like loads of grain. I'm giving him carrots, apples, too sugar, much grain. Cu- too sugar much, cubes when he's a good boy. Too much sugar. <laughs> Give him a thousand dollars. I tried that too. He holds all my stuff. Yeah, he tell, tell him he can, make, like, he can take 10% of the cut. I said, what's yours is mine. And he just like, I'm going to stand over here. I'm like, oh, I just want to. I mean, I've punched a couple horses in my day. <laughs> but uh, oh, on accident, man. I haven't punched him yet. I would never do that. I need him and I have a good bond. <laughs> yeah, um, you don't have – it sounds like you don't have the time to create another Horpins bond with another horse. So you need to try to go as far as you can. I don't know. It seems like your heart's not in it. It's in it. I'm trying. You just I'm, miss I'm really, Harpins too much. I do, and I like. It's like a rebound horse. Like I should just walk around <laughs> foot for a while. <clears throat> like I should just like you know what? This is my this is my own fault. I got I got to walk and think about this. But instead, like there was Tennessee, whatever his name was, whiskey straight away yep. that I didn't. I sold him. He's gone, and I'm like, well, I have to get a new horse. Um, I should just. I walked. love that you did not even give him a chance. You just no. straight sold him. <sighs> He was awful. His stats were so slow, like and low. Like he, no well, way. Well, also, like anger is part of the grieving process. So yeah, it probably is. I, you know, I probably should just like should just um hook him up. Tra- what do you call it? Uh, when you put a horse on a post, whatever post him up. Park. park. When you park it, park the horse. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, park, park him. There's a name for it, but should just park him in a city, and I should probably just like just go out into the woods and just be by myself for a while. <laughs> hunt and fish and just really got i need to think about you know what i've lost and you see maybe i'll come back and he'll he'll be better no it's fine it is funny (laughs) um so you know you pray for me Uh, i'm not no i named him dude because my my i think i said this my friend's horse in in high school no high school he had a horse named dude so it's like the next thing to go to a real life horse yeah, it was a real life horse, That's and cool. I have a funny story about him. Well, he okay. It's funny to me, but it wasn't funny to his mom. <laughs> his mom got bit right on the boob <laughs> by this horse. <laughs> I, and I, I heard it was not uh, very pleasant. <laughs> I, 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 hmm. Yeah. Well, 
There, I feel there, bad there are, laughing, but it's so funny. No, it is really funny. There are it large really parts funny. of me that equally do and don't want to hear the context of that story. I have no idea. I only just know it happened. <laughs> and it didn't go. It wasn't fun. No, it doesn't <laughs> sound fun. Uh, yeah, it's, it's usually pin the tail on the donkey, not donkey bites, bites your chest off. Right, I'm going to tell one <laughs> yeah. more quick story and we're going to move on about a horse. Um, so my, my friend Shane. <laughs> a lot of horse stories. I know. My week. friend Shane. Uh, his brother accidentally shot his eye out with a pellet gun when he was in high school. Like it was severe, like terrible accident. But as the years went by, it was, you know, like kind of a funny story. So, uh, he shot his own eye out or he shot his own, he shot his own eye out. Hold on. I'm getting to the horse part. I'm sorry. Uh, he shot his own eye out. He he hit the gun on the ground. It shot up at him, shot him right in the eye and he lost an eye. So he has a glass eye. Uh, what? I know. Crazy. Right. Uh, Hey Jeff, if you're listening. Uh, oh, so we would, Shane and I, whenever his, like his brother would be around or whenever his brother would just like be mentioned, we'd be like, oh yeah, his brother only has one eye. Like, oh, whoa. What happened? Like, well, uh, he was holding an apple up for a horse and he held it up to his eye and the horse <laughs> bit the whole apple and his eye out. And I'd be like, you've got to be kidding me. No way. And we're like, no, that that's not what happened. He shot it. I was like, that, uh, it was always like the funniest reaction. Oh man, I want that to be the real story. The it real story kind of is almost just as funny. It's is awful. It he still has it in his head. Really? Yeah. No. So does now it go off when he like goes through airport security and stuff? I don't know. It's really <laughs> Do they small. See it? I have no idea. They got to see know. it on the screen. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, I have so they many questions. See it. I have so many questions. <laughs> Well, I'll try to get some answers, and I'll let you guys know next week. Ask Perfect. him if he's yeah, ever done wait. an MRI or, or whatever. I'm sure he has. He has headaches. Well, then how could they do it with that in there, though? I don't know. It would rip it out, wouldn't it? It would rip it out. Then probably just like a normal scan, like a CAT scan. I don't know. I feel like you need to you're be asking. asking all the wrong You need questions. to ask him. He's your friend. Ask him. Write all this down I'll, and ask him. All right. You write it down. I'll okay. see what I can Just do. send him a link to this podcast. It'll be a whole lot easier. Deal. Uh, so I, I've been playing that and a game called <laughs> oh, Hermetica. That's right, Red Dead. Yeah, Got Hermetica, it. which is kind of a chess style esque type game. We're trying to get your either moon to the sun horizon or your sun to the moon horizon. And you have these little elements you can move around. They all have their kind of special, unique movement and powers. So uh, fun game. If you follow me on social medias, you can you can look at a picture of it. It's it's cool. Yeah, it was a game we picked up as a review copy. From Pack South. I need to play it more. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to do. That's a good idea. It was, it was really fun. I got stomped. You um, did. Absolutely it's stomped. Bye, Matt. It's my game, I guess. It's my jam. Well, I, yeah. No, it is your game. That's why it lives at your house and yep. not at my house. Yep. That's right. Yeah. So, Kate, what do you been playing? Where is the game? Hold on. I wanted to look to see if they had retweeted you. On your tweet. Yes, they did. Everyone, he's been retweeted by the people who wow. made the game. It's a big, it's a big so day for the great. both of us, Matt. <laughs> Congratulations. Really and I'd I like have to thank been Corpins playing. And dude. <laughs> Too soon. Yeah. Can we get like merch made with Horpins on it? Yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. absolutely. So. One hundos we can. So someone make it and then. We can send some red and you pay for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we, we should definitely... <laughs> these are some really good ideas for, for merch. I mean, we have a bunch of stuff for this podcast, right? That we yeah, could we, just, you know, inside jokes and all that mess that we could just throw up there and easily. people can put it on a body pillow. Easily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or a pair of tights. That's anyway, cool. Kate, what are you playing? Like Anyways, um, I have been playing a game called The Flame in the Flood, which... Did you just make that up? No. Have you, I was going to say, have either of you heard of it? But I guess not. I think I've only heard of it because of you. Well, I just said it just now. Yeah, I was, I was today years old. No, I, I thought you said it like in a text or something. or Maybe. Anyways. You're, you're thinking of Through the Fire know. and the Flames on Guitar Hero. Oh, no. that's, oh you're right. Yeah, I have heard <laughs> yep. of that one. Well, this game is a roguelike survival adventure game. From these developers, indie developers called the Molasses Flood. Interesting name. And it's about a girl and a dog on a raft. And there's been 
I don't know if it's a post-apocalyptic kind of flood. So you're navigating this raft down a river and it's procedurally generated. So camps and places to fix your boat and all this stuff just kind of pop up and you pull in and hope you can get resources and stuff. And it's also a permadeath game, which I didn't know. So I kept ramming my boat into... (laughs) (laughs) I was stuck. I was trying to get out of a place where I pulled in my boat and it shoved me in the corner. I'm like, what the heck? You can't really steer that good because you're pulled by the currents. So I just kept ramming the shore over and over and over again. And then my boat fell apart and me and my dog fell into the water and died. And I thought, oh, we'll just pick up, you know, where right where we left off. No, it started all over. So that's great. Was your dog gone? Yeah, we both fell in the water. He didn't make it though? He didn't make it, no. It said you You guys should not have animals in video games. This is what I'm I'm realizing. I'm, whatever. I I'm not getting into this. I'm <laughs> I'm good with those those animals, all right? This was not my Yeah, fault. I didn't know it was a permadeath. I didn't know the dog would die like that. So I mean, you you have a set of needs like hunger and thirst and whatever, all kinds of these needs because it's a survival game. So you have to try and gather stuff from different places to fulfill those needs and like temperature. Your dog carries a pack and you can put stuff in there. It's challenging. That sounds cool. How much was it? <laughs> I got it for $7 on oh, Switch. Really? It was on sale. Is this still on sale? I don't know, but I always jump on a sale. Fair well, I, I almost always do. And then I watch the video. I'm like, meh, 25 yeah. cents is just a little bit too much for that <laughs> 25 game. 25 cents. There was a game that was like 59 cents the other day, and I almost got it, but then I. Yeah, well, this game came out on Switch in October 2017. So it's been out for a while. I think that's part of the cheapness. But yeah, I you got know, it. I got actually, it for seven bucks. I I have I have seen this game. I almost picked it up before I the watched soundtrack, some video about it. The soundtrack is super cool. It's like yeah. folk rock. It's like and, an eight bit, like sixteen bit style game. Is that right? No. 32 Sega Genesis. I don't know how many bits. X. I don't know how many bits. It's made with uh, Unreal. Sega. Double it and double it again. So, Sega CD. Nintendo 64. I don't know. It's okay. a really interesting uh, art, though. It's just a cool... It has a cool feel. It has a cool vibe. I just don't like that I keep dying. Well, good, good. I'm trying. I got to the point where now I can pick which... Uh, checkpoint I want to start from but the last checkpoint is when my boat has like 2% damage left so if I touch anything you've been ramming into it, yeah. it kills me so I'm a little bit irritated yeah is stop ramming into stuff is your dog back then Wait, what did you, did you get another dog yeah you could pick between two dogs mm, and I pick options. I pick the same one they're very cute and they hold your stick that has a fire on it can you name them no i was kind of bummed that you couldn't uh, name pass. them they're already named it's like how hard would it have been to just let you name the dog oh. i was gonna ask you to name one horpins but <laughs> <laughs> no, name names... it finn well i was gonna name it finn Horp- but then horfins finpins finpins but the names are aesop or daisy so like Psalm of Aesop. I, I clearly pick Aesop's Daisy. fables. Yeah. Aesop's I picked fables. I picked Daisy. So it it's a good it's a good game. It's something out of my um what I normally play. I'm trying to do more of that. So I'm just gonna keep playing it. Try to get through. I'm well, in region I'm in region two and I think there's ten regions. It is a really cool idea. It's really fun. So I'm just trying to step it up this season on this I, podcast. I did proud of you. Well, you're 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 starting off seven dollars. Your <laughs> yeah, I love you're it. Beating, well, you're beating us. I've been playing Red Dead for forever. Yeah, I think maybe the two of you should just count how many animals we perish oh, in God. your games. I don't want to say that you kill them. Um, <clears throat> no, we would figure, never. In Red yeah. Dead, you're, you're hunting animals. I have to hunt them. Well, how about animals under your control? Okay. Companions, yeah. All right, I can get behind that. I I'm not behind it. I still. Oh, no, I'm sorry, we've already signed a yeah. contract. <laughs> yeah. Did that make you feel better? Uh, it didn't make me feel worse. That's for sure. 
I wasn't talking to you. Anyways. Well, I answered anyway. <laughs> you were looking right at me. No, I wasn't. Yeah. No, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> well, I've been playing uh, a lot of games. Again, I play a game a day. If you guys follow me on Insta, blah, hashtag blah, Bubba blah, plays blah, blah, a game blah. a day. You say blah, blah, like blah, you don't blah. repost everything I post. Because I told you that I would that's help true. you with Twitter. That's why. Yeah, well, that's, that's well, My fault. Twitter following has gone up like 20, maybe 25. See? No, no, nope, 32. Congratulations. Mine is, yeah, mine has gone up significantly since I've started this thing. But that's not why I'm, why I'm here. Um, I was here for the plug, and now I'll move on. So, uh, <laughs> But I am, I am playing a game a day, which is helping with this segment because I always have something to talk about. Instead of being like, oh, well, you know, last season I didn't, I didn't get a chance to play anything this week. I will always have had something that I played. And um, one of the games I played, we talked about on Beard Bros. And if you're not watching Beard Bros, you need to be watching Beard Never Bros. Never heard of her. Oh. Yeah, same. <laughs> we stream <laughs> live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern-ish on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash lovethynerd. And you can go and follow that and like all that mess. But we talked about a game from Skybound Games and Druid City Games made by the one and only, maybe there might be another, James Hudson. And this is a game called Guardian's Call. And it is a bluffing game very much in the same-ish vein of Sheriff of Nottingham, which I'm sure a lot of people will be familiar with. And whereas with Sheriff of Nottingham, you're trying to get things past ye old sheriff, and then the sheriff passes around and each person gets a chance to become sheriff, there is still a social deduction or at least a peer-to-peer deduction in which you're trying to understand are they being truthful with you or are they trying to get contraband through or whatever. In this game, it is you are always the same character um, that you start out with at the beginning of the game. And you're trying to do a little bit of set collection. So, Matt, if I said, hey, I have two shields for you. I and you say, say bull guardian's call, you do. You said a horse pins <laughs> feces, you do. Yeah. <laughs> and if I actually did have two shields, then I would get to keep those and they would go into my tableau, which is just what's laid out in front of me. Sounds fancy. If, if you... If you guessed correctly, if you said, no, you don't, and I didn't, I was trying to send you two other things, then you would get to take those cards into your tableau. And so you're trying to gain different sets, and each set has a different buff that it gives you when it comes to scoring at the end of the game or at the other time where we can score. So there's actually two scoring times. Not going to get into the minutia of it. We talked about it on, um, on Beard Bros, like I said. But there are multiple scoring times so that you don't fall all the way behind. So, um, But I played that, loved it, played it with uh, three people who had never played before uh, with our, at our game night at our church on Friday, and they liked it. And they really liked that they were getting to play a game that wasn't necessarily out yet. That not everybody had Ooh-wee. had a chance to to get. So that's really cool. They like they like being a part of that. But the game itself was fun, you know. So it was you find yourself not trusting people that y- you love. So I was playing with Ooh. my wife, and I just knew that she was lying to me. <laughs> and sometimes she was, and sometimes she wasn't, and it was very aggravating to me to not be able she to. She seems read. pretty good at that kind of game. She's not, but no. she gets she gets you. She gets you thinking one way because she's Ooh. unsure about how to play the game. Um, cause she's like, I don't know how to lie. And so you think that she is lying don't and lie she's to me. just laughing hysterically. <laughs> um, but we played that and like I said, really enjoyed that game. And I thought that I was just going to get smoked cause I wasn't getting a whole lot of cards into my tableau. But if you know, if you've played that game or if you've seen it, um, I had a bunch of shields, which gave me tons of points. So I kind of lucked out and ended up winning that game, which does not happen very often. So I got to mark that in my BG stats as a dub. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. As a dub. Um, And then before that, I actually had a chance a couple days before that to play Architects of the West that I got in. And Architects of the West Kingdom, if you guys know that, that is probably one of the best to date, one of the best worker placement games out there. Um, Definitely one of the best that I've ever played. And... 
everybody has a chance to play on a bunch of different areas on the board. And you can play, you know, you get to play one per turn, one, one of your workers out there. You put a meeple out there, you collect whatever the resource it is that it says it gives you. But then you also can't get that worker back until you or another player collects them and sends them to jail. So it's it's this really interesting mechanic of you're trying to race to the most victory points by the time all of these buildings are built. Um, but then you're also like managing how many meeple you have out there versus like what your next move is going to be. Um, it's just, it, it, it's a really hard game to describe without actually seeing it happen. Cause there's so much going on in the board, but I got a chance to play it solo, uh, because Anna was sick and didn't have time to sit down or the mental capacity really to sit Aww, down and learn. A is new she game. okay? She is doing better as far as like that being sick has gone, but now, uh, she's come down with another thing that we're trying to, to work through. So <clears throat> Yeah, we hope she's. We hope she ends up being okay. Um, she went and got it looked at. So, but she is somewhat mobile now, which is good. Um, and uh, so, yeah, if you guys are you know praying type, just be praying for my wife that she gets unsick. That would be really, really, really. Say amazing. her name. Anna. Her name is Anna Miriam Stalkup. There we go. Now I know yep. who to pray for. That is my I wife. Before. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's an unspoken, um, but. Uh, but yeah, so I had a chance to play just not just those games, but those are two of the games that I've played. And a lot of times I don't have somebody else to play with because it may not be like nine or ten until I'm I'm sitting down to play a game. But another game. This is it. Last one. Hold on to your butts. Okay. Um, I got on. to play on tour. My copy of on tour came in from the ye old Kickstarter. And this is a game by BoardGameTables.com. Um, not a sponsor unless they want to be. They make some pretty dope uh, bags and also <laughs> legitimately board game tables. But uh, this is the company, Matt, that we got the bag from at uh, Gen Con. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Board game tables. So anyway, this is a roll and write game where you're going to roll some dice you're going to flip some cards, and you have this map in front of you of the Nifty 50 United States. Um, actually, I think it's the, the contiguous 48. And um, so anyway, what you're trying to do is you're going to get a combination of the numbers on the dice. So you're rolling two dice, and if you got a four and a five, then you actually have two numbers. You have 45 and 54. And then there are going to be three cards that are out there um, – that you have to decide, do you want to put it, if it says Montana, do you want to put it in Montana or do you want to put it in the North or do you want to put it in one of the other card slots? And you can put both of those numbers in two spots. And the whole thing is that you're trying to connect um, the longest route really that you can do. If you've ever played a roll and write game, you're playing against yourself pretty much. Like these games are infinitely scalable. So if you want to play single player, you can play single player just as easily as if you played with 32 other people. Like, Dang. Yeah. I mean, honestly, because each person gets a player board and we're all playing. It's like bingo. It's basically bingo. A roll and write is. Everybody is playing personally off of a communal role or whatever. So if you've ever played like Railroad Inc. or Welcome To... Um, those are two other very popular roll and write games. Like you have a communal dice roll that everybody plays on their personal board with. So basically bingo. Yeah. So, I mean, you can play with as many people as you want to or as few people as you want to. And that's just, it's a really good thing about roll and write games. Um, especially if you're trying to get like new people into playing games, a roll and write is in just a perfect butter smooth way to do that because there's not a bunch of mechanics that they have to learn. All they have to do is know, okay, when this happens, you're going to draw this thing here. And like, that's it. So um, Welcome to is one that's on my short list. And I'm trying super hard to get that into my library. Uh, but I, I already have um, one of the, I have the blue edition of Railroad Inc. And I also, like I said, just got in on tour. Both of which you can buy extra player boards for and then more people can play with you. So um, I'll be bringing I'll be bringing some of those Matt next time you and I are hanging out together. So 
just be ready for that. All right, so those are just a few of the games that we're playing, and we hope that you will share with us the games that you are playing. You can hit us up on Twitter, at FreePlayPodcast, or at LoveThyNerd. We would love to know the games that you're playing. And maybe we'll talk about them here on this podcast, because maybe we need to be playing those games too. That's the whole reason we do this segment, is so we can share with you games that we're playing that you might not have known about, and also we can know about the things that you're playing. So hit us up on social media, whether it's on this Facebook post or it's on this podcast page at lovethynerd.com forward slash freeplay. Bring up the latest episode. You can tell us what you're playing there. Or on our Facebook group, just search Love Thy Nerd Community inside of Facebook, or you can let us know on Twitter at freeplaypodcast. Moving the show right along, um, Kate, why don't you take us into our main topic for the day? The main topic is... Professional drummer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> Clausen, cut that out. Don't Ooh, I can't. cut. No, please do not. Can't cut, won't cut. So it's a good slap in the, slap okay, the topic desk. is groundbreaking aspects of games. Truly special stuff. Meaning... Let's talk about some aspects of video games or tabletop games that we consider to be groundbreaking, innovative, genre-changing, etc. Whatever other words could go with those ones. Yeah, you're doing great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I told you guys to think about this. Hopefully. You I did my uh, very you, best to do you it. You asked. You did I, not tell us. Okay, well, okay, she told fine. me to. Oh, she okay, told fine, me to. Fine. But... Really, something that's groundbreaking in a game can be a narrative, aspect of a narrative. It could be a game mechanic. It could be an art style. It could be the way they implemented music. If it's a video game, there's so many different things, and gaming is constantly changing, and we're seeing a lot of new, exciting things. So let's talk about things that have been groundbreaking, just to us personally, things that we've considered to be groundbreaking. Why don't you lead us off, Kate? Like what I mean, when you were thinking about this, what was what was that game that was coming to mind for you? Um there were a couple video games for me because that's where I'm most comfortable with thinking about groundbreaking things. One thing was in Bioware games, you know, they kind of are the pioneers of narrative with choice like that was a huge thing in my opinion at least i'm sure there's other games that have choice implemented but the way that bioware did that in their games in mass effect in dragon age i think was groundbreaking and now a lot of you see a lot of games that are like your choices matter as part of the branding and marketing and i think that is mostly because due to bioware and how they kind of built their franchises around that whole um, framework of narrative. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Um, <clears throat> I haven't played any of those games, so I couldn't tell you if they're groundbreaking or not. <laughs> but no, I'm guessing that they probably are. I um, mean, to me, to me at least, when I played them, I, I was like, this is awesome. The fact that you make a choice that could uh, uh, affect the outcome at the very end um, it's just awesome. And a cool it's like thing. Real life. I know it's exactly like real life and it just makes you kind of slow <laughs> down in game and really weigh things out. Cause your choices matter. Cause just your like choices real life. matter. Just like real life TM. <laughs> right. So, yeah, write that down somewhere. So I, I don't know. That was just one thing. Another thing that stood out to me was the, for example, this might be a spoiler, but I mean, this game has been out for a while, so. Sorry. You've already spoiled it for me, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, earlier, because I told you one of my yep. examples. Yeah, I know, spoiler alert. Um, in The Last of Us, when <clears throat> you're playing as Joel for majority of the game, and they kept it a surprise that you got to play as Ellie not, for any part of the Joel game. Not Joel Osteen. We just need to, not that. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, don't yeah, yeah. that. you don't not, you or don't know is that. Is that the spoiler? Yeah, he's Joel Osteen. <laughs> That's the spoiler. What? <laughs> Live your best apocalyptic life now. Yeah. There you go. That's Got great. It. No, but just just the kind of changing perspective by doing a character change in the middle of a game, especially a game like that. Um, it's just people were talking about that for ages and trying to not spoiler 
you know, the game for other people, but it was just such a cool thing. And now you see that a lot in games. So like, oh, let's change the let's just change the character that you play as. Like that'll be cool. Yeah, they just recently did that with uh, with Spider Man. Yeah, I won't tell it you who, but a lot with Spider Man. It happens. And I just experienced that in Pokemon Go. <laughs> Pokemon Who'd Let's Go Eevee. I mean, who are you now? No, I just got to control Eevee separate. Oh, okay, gotcha. And walk across a pipe. <laughs> yeah, it happens in uh, Super Smash Bros. all the time. <laughs> yeah, Mario Kart. Yeah. Also Mario Kart. Well, yeah. no, I mean, Double dash. character switching in deep narrative games, I guess. And I know, yeah, again, cool. disclaimer, they're probably not the first to do it. But the way that they executed it, the way that I personally experienced it was what I would consider a, to be a groundbreaking thing. Oh, yeah. I think you're going to be hard-pressed to find the genesis of almost any of these groundbreaking things. You know, So like if you were to say, oh, I, I think that first-person shooters were, were groundbreaking, um, which is a legitimate thing. I mean, we wouldn't have Call of Duty yeah. right now um, if it weren't for games like Doom and Wolfenstein. And- oh, I was going to say Bond. Okay, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it it obviously did not start that trend, but I think that, you know, that was that was the first console hit for first-person shooters, you know, but I mean you, you can go all the way back with these games and and these game types like, you know, we're going to say you know, things things that might be groundbreaking are like hero shooters since mm-hmm. we're talking about first-person shooters or MOBAs um or battle, battle royale. royale games. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. that's the absolute hotness right now. And if you think Battle Royale, you would think, oh, yeah, Fortnite. Well, Fortnite wasn't the first game to do that. You know, I mean, like it's so but that's the one that catches all the press. So, I mean, I think that you could almost look at any kind of aspect of gaming and say that it was groundbreaking in one you know way, shape or form. Gran Turismo was was groundbreaking as far as like, you know, merging hyper-realistic at the time and even now with racing, you know, you know, so it's, I I think every aspect of gaming is groundbreaking. You look at games like, uh, that dragon cancer, you want to talk about Mm -hmm. storytelling, Mm, yeah, hitting you right in the feels, you know, like there is a bunch of stuff, final fantasy for turn-based combat, you know, like there is a bunch of things out there that you could pick out of each genre of games that it's groundbreaking with, but I don't know that I don't know that we'll ever necessarily be able to say this was definitively the genesis of XYZ, you know? Um, for me, <clears throat> I was trying to think of both video games and tabletop games. And since we haven't mentioned any tabletop games yet, um, a few that come to mind and I don't I they're obviously like Bubba was saying, they're not probably the first ones to do it, but um, they are probably the ones that kind of rebirthed the tabletop gaming and you probably just me saying that can probably think of them like settlers of Catan, uh ticket to ride dominion um these games kind of all brought a a different new mechanic uh into their games that for whatever reason it worked i mean maybe people were tired of playing life and Candyland and you know, Axis and Allies, not, you know, I used to love not everybody, land. but, um, can only yeah, play so, so much Monopoly. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. So these games came, I, I'm guessing at the right time or they struck a chord with the right people and looking at it now, like, like, oh, wow, they, you're, you know, you're, you're getting resources and you're, you're placing some roads or you're, you're placing trains. Like it's not anything huge, but really a lot of games have built off of those type of um, game styles, those game, the, just doing those things. Um, in Dominion, it's just this whole deck building card game. And I mean, there's so many deck builders out there and there's a lot of deck builders that do it better now. Uh, <clears throat> Clank, Harry Potter, I mean, they really owe it to games like Dominion to be able to um, sell really probably all the games on my shelf and Bubba's shelf and oh, yeah. Kate's small shelf needed these yeah. games to really <laughs> to get this thing going. Um, and then I was even thinking like, as far as video games, um, the original legend of Zelda, like that was one of the first open world games where you could kind of just go and do whatever you wanted to do. And it didn't make sense. Uh, but 
again, a lot of these open world games we play now, like we we owe it to that game. And what was the game on Atari that he, the guy put his name into it? Adventure. Um, yeah, that was probably the first one. So the <laughs> Adventure and then Legend of Zelda did a little bit better and a little bit more. So we we really owe those games. Like those are revolutionary. Those are groundbreaking. Those were kind of set the new standard for for gaming. Yeah, I mean it's it's a ladder, right? I mean it's it's never just like, hey, this is the only person, that, the only game that's ever done this. So there is this stair step effect, and I, everybody, y- you got to give credit to where credit is due, right? You got to say, oh, thank you, Monopoly, for making board games Money. acceptable. <laughs> yeah, acceptable in the home, you know, and yeah. it, for, for making for making it quote unquote family friendly because without Monopoly, we wouldn't have games like Scythe or Catan or, you know, New Hotness like Root or Wingspan or any of these things. You know, we we wouldn't have these games that we have today because of that. And now I think that there are there are new things. Um, you know, Wingspan being one of them. I love that game. Yeah. And, you know, also I, I think that, you know, just the the engine building in it is is a really really cool thing. It's it's not groundbreaking, but I was talking earlier about rolling rights. Like those are starting to really pick up a lot of steam, you know, yeah. in, the, in the tabletop community. And I think we're going to see more and more of them. I we know somebody who's working on one right now. Um, you know, with to to kind of redo an older game that they had as part of their their launch titles when they started their you know their company. So. Like gaming is cyclical. People see yeah, the definitely. fad that's going on and then they jump on the fad, which I'm not mad at that because if it's a good enough fad, I want to be a part of it. And when it we, comes back around. Yeah. Even better. Absolutely. What's old is <laughs> new. Nothing old is nothing new, new under the sun. You know, so like when Ooh. we teach uh when I when I taught um I wanted to play Scythe, that was my end goal. I taught Risk. And then I taught uh, Settlers of Catan, and then we played Scythe because I think those were the two feed-in games to uh, Scythe. So that's that's a smart one. I haven't played a full game of Risk, I think, ever. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> well, our, your, our yeah, secret. our secret. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, yeah, big shocker there that I have not. It's just interesting to to look at. <clears throat> I forgot where I saw this whole like idea of groundbreaking games and being like how how many are there left before all the ideas are gone. And it's like, well, I don't know if that's I mean, maybe that there'll be a point where there's no good ideas and we're reinventing old ideas, which is what a lot of it's based on, but like innovation is is what every industry relies on and what every industry does. I think games just continue to get better and better and because of whatever was groundbreaking with the generation or the game before. So Right, we're not all playing Moncala here. I, Moncala's not a game, okay? By the way, I, 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 by the it, way, it no, no, no. I How saw a you. really cool thing of Mancala where it looked way more like a tabletop game. Well, send it to there us. There was another mechanic thing <laughs> added to it that looked just Man, use your LTN card, legit. buy us a couple copies, send it our way. Well, we played we'll play. we played a, a, a Moncala esque game at at Pack South, Matt. You and I did. Look, it's on oh, we board did, game. Actually, that was fun. Geek Mancala is on board game geek. Yeah, so, well, I'm not surprised. What do they know? It says a learning yeah, we, curve zero easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we yeah, Bob and I played a Moncala style game. I'm not sure we can say much about it, but Mm-mm. we well, we, we signed an NDA. Then don't sign. Ooh, those are serious. You don't with our eyes. Well, I, we sign I, I signed the air. I yeah. signed the air. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Kate, was um, there anything else that you were thinking about, like as far as is groundbreaking? Not really. I just wanted to see, like, with you guys, what was a what were games that stuck out to you as? Oh man, when I experienced this mechanic or this particular thing, that really blew my mind as being amazing about a game. Yeah, I mean, really I, the point of it. I I think that I've played a lot of games that I can I can really see or or kind of kind of feel the shift, and like we're seeing we're seeing kind of a rise in in the tabletop world of asymmetrical gameplay, 
which is everyone has their own specific win conditions. Sometimes movement and actions are completely different. Um, you're playing against a bunch of people, but really you're just trying to fulfill your win condition. Um, you know, so that I, I think we're seeing a rise in that. One of the the best things that I one of the best examples I can think of is Root. That is an asymmetrical game, um, but also. Maybe you've played Villainous. Villainous is an asymmetrical game as well. Um, so, I mean, you know, and we talked about a bunch of different things. I mentioned rolling rights. We talked about worker placement. Like these, these mechanics in games and tabletop that we talk about, each one has its genesis somewhere. Um, and I don't know. You know, I, I think that I don't know what the next big thing is. In video games, right, it's, it's Battle Royale. I mean, which I don't, I don't really get it. My, my self, that's just not how I prefer to game, which is fine. Like, I'm not saying that it's bad that battle Royale exists. I just don't really, it's not really my thing. I just hate it. Right. I just hate everything about it and wish it would go away. (laughs) No, that's not true. It's just, I don't know. I mean, it's creeping into everything. Really. It is like, even, even if a game is not a battle Royale game, it'll add a battle royale mode into it mm-hmm. so that it can hang and be yeah. you know, be hot with the kids. So. And like all mobile games have some aspect of Candy Crush somewhere <laughs> within. <laughs> it's there if you just hey, have to look. Speaking of Candy Crush, yeah, I'm sending you guys an invite real fast. <laughs> <laughs> got to get those challenges, right? I got you. Yep, that's right. Yep. Words with friends. Oh. Uh, man, I, I don't know. Um, I think that, I like to follow the trends. I like to be playing what other people are playing. Um, you know, and if I'm like, oh, you should try this game that nobody likes and I'm the only one in the world that likes it, it's really hard to get people to play with you. So following trends and following what's popular, there's there's a lot of merit to that, you know? Yeah, I would say so. You get to experience a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. You know, specifically with like Wingspan, it's not a very enticing theme bird watching well, you know i mean I it it's not like ooh, man i gotta play that bird watching game you know it's very beautiful it's very <laughs> very elegant that, well you know i was thinking about that game the other day because steven and i have legit been bird watching out behind my house old the, grandma and grandpa. well now there's some water <laughs> back there since it <laughs> rained and we've been using these nice binoculars steven bought because he wants to go hunting and we have noticed some rare birds out there on the back. Like, like one one came from Europe. It was like some kind of goose breed. And there was Did only you check one. Check its passport. No, but I looked Whoa, at it, it on Wikipedia. Like those stamps you get out, like a sticker stamp you usually get on like luggage. It has the same thing. Let's see. Gray goose Europe <laughs> orange bill. Uh, orange bill, great goose European style. Nice. Look, here's a picture of it. Well, you can, I guess you I can't. can't. We actually, I no, can't. No one can actually. Oh, the gray no lag, gray lag goose. Here, look, was this in the game? Material. No, 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 no. This goose is like really, really rare here. And I thought this is just like that game those guys are always talking about. I'm doing the it in real thing, life. Bird thing, but that bird. I'm doing it. I'm collecting eggs. It's a I'm really. My chickens have started. Oh, I already just said that. One of one of the things that I think about with wingspan that I have just a, a I don't want to even say it's a negative. It just disturbs me. Is that eggs are currency? <laughs> like, yeah. You collect. We're the snakes. You collect eggs and then you use your babies to buy things. It's it's kind of the same the same problem I have with like Pokemon Go, where you have to annihilate the Pokemon in order to get candy. So that you can purchase things. Yep, that's right. this one. It makes me feel weird. Yeah. So, like going back to animal welfare, since we were talking about horpins at the beginning. Yeah, <clears throat> we we do love animals. I promise. <laughs> I I I bought. I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, I I I bought wingspan with my own monies. So. Um, well guys, I think, I think that's going to do it for, for this discussion. Um, why don't you let us know what, what you think about different aspects of, of gaming? What's, what's kind of popular and and what's not like, are there other groundbreaking things that we didn't talk about? 
I'm sure that there are. And if you can tell us, hey, this is groundbreaking and here's an example of it, maybe we'll feature it, I don't know, Kate, on socials. We'll we'll tweet it out. Yeah, well, like I just want to know what kind of moments have people had in games where they were like, this is special stuff right here. Yeah, we don't you know? know what the secret sauce is. You got to share it. No, but it hits everybody different. Like I thought, I think Assassin's Creed 3 is special stuff that goes against the majority of the world. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll play it when it hits Switch. So, Um, but that's going to, that's going to do it for this episode of the Free Play Podcast. Um, If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email us freeplay at lovethynerd.com. And we would love, love, love to answer any and all questions that you have. Um, also, uh, you can check us out on the social media. Please hit us up at Love Thy Nerd or at Free Play Podcast, just on all of them, their socials. We got all, all the things. So that's Twitter, Facebook, Insta. If you can't find us, just search at Love Thy Nerd, and that is definitely on all the things. Also, be sure to check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube, and really anywhere else that podcasts can be found. If you can't find us, let me know, and I will get us on the thing. And if you're not already a part of the Love Thy Nerd Facebook group, make sure that you do it. All you got to do is go to Facebook.com and search for Love Thy Nerd Community. We would love for you to be a part of our community and hang out with all of the great nerds that we have on the online. Once again, my name is Bubba Stalkup. And my name is Matt Warmbier. I'm Kate Kotowaki. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's going to do it for this episode of the Free Play Podcast. And guys, if nobody tells you this week, I promise, promise, promise that it's true that Jesus loves you, nerds. You have been listening to the Free Play Podcast with Bubba Stallcup, Matt Warmbier, and Kate Katawaki, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. Be sure to rate and review the show and share on all the social media. Are you kidding me? Uh. Uh.